0: Welcome to another edition of the National Women's Health Podcast. I'm Amy Bailey, your host and owner of Terra Lotus Physical Therapy, and this is Emily Party with Readiness Counseling. Hello. Thanks for having me today. Thanks so much for doing this with me. I'm really excited to be on. I love what you do. Thank you. And I love what you do, and I love hearing more about it. So give us a little background on Readiness.
1: Absolutely. So I opened Readiness Counseling in the summer of 2016, so we've been open about three and a half years now. And honestly, I started with zero clients one day a week. (laughs) It was just me, you know, and now we have nine therapists, four locations. We do telehealth. We have support groups that we offer for free. And um, we're just so glad to be in Nashville offering uh, this niche of perinatal counseling. So um, pregnancy, postpartum, infertility and loss, helping couples and individuals, through those life stages,
0: um, with their emotional and relational wellness, that's our niche. It's such a niche, and so needed with Thanks. the growing population here.
1: It is. There's just, as probably everybody who's local at least knows, a zillion people. I think right? is the correct number of moving to Nashville every day, <laughs> yeah, right? one zillion a day, zillion <laughs> yes. a day. Yeah. and and the traffic. We feel it, you know. So, um, and many of those are new families. Many mm-hmm. of those are. Uh, transplants from a you know another city that they don't have family support here, maybe they're starting a new career here, and many are in the age group of uh, childbearing age, either just starting a family, having new babies, or considering starting a family.
0: Right, right, and we just don't know what support is out there. Yeah, yeah, we want to be that yes. support for you. Yeah, so I think one of the things that hit my heart was just the perinatal counseling. Yeah, Tell us about that, because most people don't even know that's an option. Right.
1: Yeah. So perinatal is really just a fancy word for before, during, and after childbirth. It's that season right before. And so there's so much focus on childbirth, right? Labor and delivery, mm-hmm. a lot of childbirth education. There's a vibrant birth community here in Nashville. Sure um, but it's the emotional and relational mental health that really we see uh, a lot of postpartum depression anxiety, OCD, even that, that kind of gets a lot of airtime, you know, even though celebrities these days that'll come out and thank goodness, be willing to speak about their own experience. But on the other sides of that are also these journeys of preconception, right? Um, A couple really struggling with the idea of whether this is the right time in their relationship to start Mm -hmm. a family, how long it may take to uh, try to conceive. Maybe then they have a tangent of infertility. And Mm -hmm. that's a whole other road that they didn't expect would be part of their story. Um, Sometimes that involves miscarriage or infant loss. And so we really want to hold space for all those couples, all those individuals who um, may not have thought this was going to be their story. And now they're struggling, you know, and they're not sure where to turn for support, or they just want to do the best they can for their relationship, for uh, their own individual wellness. They want to be able to experience joy in this season and it yes. should be a joyful season. And a lot of times because of the stressors or because their expectations mm-hmm. are, it's you know, awesome. more yeah. aligned with Instagram than they are <laughs> with reality, And you know, then it's hard. It's a really difficult season of life. And we want to make sure that you you have all the resources, you have the tools that can optimize this time in your life for you.
0: And I think just talking about it, you hit on the expectations. I know my expectations going into being a parent were completely different than reality. Yeah,
1: 100%. I think we see that all the time. Um, A lot of times I see, and I myself, I'm a a high achiever. I have Mm -hmm. high standards, a go-getter, right? And so there's a lot of high achieving parents out there that maybe they are phenomenal at their jobs or, you know, they know their skill set and then they try to translate that same identity into parenthood. Yes, And babies just don't come with oh. uh, perks, evaluations, feedback, you know, <laughs> paychecks, you know, things like that, that tell you you're doing a good job, mom. Mm-hmm. I cried all night. Way yes. to go. You know, and instead we see this image or we have an image in our head of what that expectation is, whether right. that was formed from our own parental experience of who our own parents were, whether we've gotten ideas from social media, from media, TV, you know, all these stories, or just friendships around us, how we want to do things differently than the friends we see, how we want to do them the same or whatever. And so we form these ideas. And then we do all of that before we've even met the new little person with their own personality. (laughs) Yeah. And I always remind people, you know, that these babies are a huge variable that we're entering into this concept, this story that you already have, that mm-hmm. we haven't even met this person yet. So let's try to do what we can uh-huh. to get to know yourself, how you are in stressful events and how your relationship has handled those stressful events in the past. Yes. And then really using those tools of communication and teamwork, and leveraging that into this new season of life. Because sometimes there's even role reversal after the baby oh, comes. Absolutely. And actually there's data that says, you know, the milestone of bringing a baby home actually kind of shoves uh, husband and wife into it back into traditional roles. Yeah. And I think that's really a generational thing where, you know, now the level of engagement and involvement expected of dads is kind of astronomical. It it's, re- it's really, it's you know, different. very equal, very different. And what they witnessed and saw from their grandfathers, from their fathers, um, did not look that way. You know, for better or for worse, it was was different. And so uh, there's a lot of dads who are really scared to say, I don't know what I'm doing and I want to be involved and I need to be taught how to do this. And I don't know how to ask for help. Yeah, so you bring dads in too. Yeah, we see we see a lot of dads. We see um, dads as individuals, and then also in couples. And sometimes even in couples work, sometimes we'll split up sessions to have an individual session with the mom, Mm -hmm. then with the dad. We even have a male counselor on staff as well. And so if that's uh, more comfortable for the dad to be able to speak to another guy
0: then mm-hmm. uh we can do that you know we can meet those yeah. needs i love that that you have different genders to yeah. help that's Absolutely. great and you mentioned different locations
1: yeah so we have a clarksville office uh, which is north of nashville we have a donelson location which is east nashville mm-hmm. uh our main office is in the heart of nashville in Hillsboro village and then a new full-time office in franklin Wonderful. As well as well as telehealth so if you're in the state of Tennessee um, you can still go to our website request an appointment we can book you uh, online and be able to kind of like HIPAA compliant FaceTime yes. you know, and be able to then uh, offer you as much as we can uh, online and if we can connect you to local
0: resources that we know of in your own community we'll be happy to do that as well That's great because there's not a lot. people trained in Tennessee, right? Correct. To do what you do.
1: Yeah. In fact, even in the country, I was actually one of the first in the country to be lucky enough to get certified in perinatal mental health. And there's some hoops you have to jump through to be able to get that certification, Mm -hmm. Um, working with this population, going through advanced trainings in order to uh, then sit for the exam, uh, to be certified in it. And all of our readiness counselors have been through um, basic and most of them have been through the advanced training of the perinatal uh, mental health but also sit with me and I help supplement in their training uh, I think there's some gaps still in the perinatal lens of uh, dads working with dads mm-hmm. infertility and loss and there's uh, a lot of education and research out there um, that we're still finding you know yeah. we're still learning and I learn from them too and I'm constantly you know, still getting my continuing education units That's every great. year and all those things that we want to be at the forefront of of research, of stories. And then most of all, just listening to our community. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What their needs are. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you offer p- for people who have, have had a miscarriage or a loss. Yeah. It's
1: such a unique loss. Um, I've had one myself, mm-hmm. so I can speak from the experience of a grieving mother right. as well. I'm also a mom of four living children. And one of them is a rainbow baby, which is a baby born after a loss. And Mm -hmm. so the anxiety that comes with trying to conceive or carrying after a loss. And it's a unique, beautiful, tender season for a woman, for a couple to go through. Uh, We have a loss support group that's free here in Nashville. We meet twice a month. It's a really lovely, vibrant community. I would just invite anybody out there who is suffering a loss to come um, or if you're a support person to those people, um, because knowing you are not alone mm-hmm. and that pain is pain right. and loss is loss. And so we've had some people who their loss was maybe years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, some that are, it was an early loss, you know, and some all the way to uh, stillbirth. And right. we just invite everybody into the same table, you know, the same mm-hmm. setting, that your story matters, your baby matters. We'll speak their name with you. Yeah. We'll love on you and we will lift you up. And, and uh, you know, the same people that are maybe very well intended, but insensitive, we will help sure. you, you know, like, punch them in the face along with you, you know, and be able to share the, that camaraderie of those stories. Yeah. And so there's a lot of laughter along with the tears, you know, yes. because it's like, what absurd thing happened to you this week? Oh my oh, gosh. Yes. You know, and being able to have a safe space to vent through that. And mm-hmm. so whether it's one-on-one in session and there we can really dive into uh, a grieving process, a treatment for not getting over this, yeah. but enduring it, um, having tools to then honor your loss, and then really to be able to turn it into how do I talk about this and educate others, yes. right? Um, I think one of the best things my loss taught me was just how to serve that story uh, to others in a way mm-hmm. that is compassionate and teaching them how to then in turn be compassionate to others. Right. And so it gives such um, life, to the death that we've suffered, um, and being able to then turn it
0: into a really a beautiful thing. Yes, yes. You touched on a couple of things. I want to go back to. You mentioned the rainbow baby, and I think yeah. just the language. If somebody has not experienced a loss or had someone close to them experience mm-hmm. a loss, they may not even know what that is. Yeah. Exactly. So just getting the terminology out there to know that there are babies that are born after loss and what that means, the emotional yeah. fear and yep. anxiety that goes on. With Absolutely. That. Yeah. That I remember. Uh,
1: you know, carrying Phoebe, my rainbow baby, after our loss um, of our baby Brave, and you know, people would come up, and, and of course, I was excited. You know mm-hmm. that we were expecting again, but people would be like, "Oh my gosh, how are you doing? Are you so excited?" You know, mm-hmm. and my honest answer was, "I no, I'm worried, terrified. Yeah, I'm really, I'm anxious." You yeah. know, and so um, not just as a therapist, who then. Has heard all the birth stories, all the loss stories, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just as a mom, right. I, you know, was counting those kicks and praying for that growing baby, and, yeah. um, and terrified of of that happening again. And so, I get it. I mean, we get yeah. real honest and really real
0: with some of those fears in in session if we need to. I think it's important just talking about the grief um, that everybody. <clears throat> handles grief differently, but it's a universal language if you've been mm-hmm. through it. Mm-hmm. And so I think getting the group together where everybody can share their story openly and yeah. resolve it how they need to. And if they handle it through anger or laughter or tears, it's important to have all of those emotions about it.
1: Yeah, there's no timeline No. for these mm-hmm. things, right? right? And there's no right way to grieve. And that's something that we see a lot of moms, like we talked about high achievers, right? Mm-hmm. That like, man, if we just had a checklist of like, well, here is how you grieve, right. Right? step one, you know? Yes. And just, man, we could knock it out of the park. We'd be great. Mm-hmm. And Americans love to do that, you yes. know? And there, there is no magic formula. Wow. And in fact, the the messiness, the process of it, the waves that ebb and flow, uh, mm-hmm. that is what, uh, what it's all about, yeah. right? And it really does shape us. It shapes our stories. And then in turn to help empower and encourage
0: each other to share that story, yes. uh, it is really healing. And to know you're not alone, that exactly. other people have gone through something not the same, but similar. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause sometimes we just can't, I've not experienced a loss, but I know I would imagine you can't talk to your closest friends sometimes if they haven't, they wouldn't yeah. understand, or you don't want to burden them. Right. You know, I don't want to bring my friends down.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then it's so funny because what happens is, uh, Eventually, the news comes out in mm-hmm. one form or another the, when, when the parents are ready to share. And then they see people come out of the woodwork, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes the closest people to that person aren't going to be the best support. Right? They, they get fearful. They shut down. They maybe don't know what to say, sure. which is why it's important to keep talking about it. Um, but then the people out of the woodwork that you'll be like, oh, my gosh, I never knew I knew so many people who'd been through this. Right. And we see that again and again and again that, you know, people from high school or childhood friends or, you know, that are reaching out or, oh, my cousin went through that or whatever. That then you can start to feel connected Mm -hmm. and really be able to reach out to people you would have never otherwise ever been in contact with.
0: Right. Right. So I bet after coming to these groups, people are probably lifelong friends. Yeah. You know? They
1: they really yeah. do connect. And it's awesome to see them, you know, chatting afterwards, like, hey, you want to go grab a bite to eat yeah. or let's go back over to my place next week or whatever. And <laughs> and it's like, oh, my gosh, I, I'm so, so privileged to be able to get to see a glimpse into that, you know, yeah. to be able to offer the springboard yes. uh, for that here. But then everybody is really benefiting far
0: beyond the walls of what we do here. Right. There's growth. Okay. Changing directions. Let's go into new moms. Mm we have got a new moms group. Yeah. new mom counseling. Every mom needs it.
1: Oh man. (laughs) I mean, it literally, guys, the reason I started this was because I needed it. I wished I had had it. I wish I would have had it. Even with my third. Yes, exactly. I'm a mom of four and I'm still like, (laughs) I just led the new moms group on Wednesday and I was like, totally at home (laughs) like (laughs) yes we can talk about sex and postpartum and we can talk about like uh, resenting your husband for not breastfeeding and all these things right that are real and raw and don't ever get old you know that these stories really change no matter what gear comes out or what new baby item you're purchasing um there's some real threads of truth that carry from generation to generation and we have such a Opportunity with connection right mm-hmm. now with Instagram and social media, and like that, we can really find friendships but then turn them into reality. Right? right. And it doesn't have to remain online, it doesn't need to stay on comments. It actually, what we're trying to do is bring people. Together in our new moms groups to be able to find that tangible connection that, hey, if you show up with a top knot and yoga pants, <laughs> like you are welcome. Those high five, high people. Yes. Right? <laughs> we say there's no such thing as being late to new moms group oh, because yeah. you're always on time. Like what, if you dragged yourself here, you made it. Like high five. So yeah. it's a really beautiful, awesome, and encouraging community. We hope to continue to grow and
0: it's free. It's free. free. Did y'all hear that? Yeah. Nashville. It's, it's yes, free. Nashville. It's free. Top knots, yoga pants, and oh, free. welcome. <laughs> and you can be late. Yeah, you can be late. <laughs> yeah, we encourage it. because we late. just want you to come. Almost everywhere I go. Yes, exactly. Dragging my three kids yeah. in tow. Yeah. So, and women want that. We want community. We want to talk. And it's hard in this day and age. So many of us work. And yes. I mean, I talk for a living, yeah. I talk to all my clients and, but I don't get that friend talk, Yeah, So that's so important to fill in
1: that. It connection. is, it is. It's such a gap and it's such a difficult season to make new friends. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just trying to get groceries. Right. Right. <laughs> and so to be able to find some connection and be able to just find a few people that you can text late at night or early in the morning or when your baby's sick and you feel like you haven't left
0: the house ever. and. Right. You know, these kinds of things are are exactly what keep you going. Or have those questions. Is that yeah. okay to use this bath soap with yes. baby? You know, just connect from that level. Yeah. Okay, so tell us where these groups are hosted. Yeah, you
1: know, so monsters. they're at our main office in Nashville. Um, we have one every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Okay, We'd encourage moms to email us ahead of time if they can. Info, I-N-F-O, at readinesscounseling.com. Um, we would just love to know that you're coming so we can, you know, have the snacks and the space ready for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Every, <clears throat> every Friday in Mount Juliet at the Mount Juliet rec center, there's uh, another nuance group. And then every Mo- every other Monday in Clarksville. Okay. And so you can find all the information at our website. if You click on our groups page and, can see the listing and then right. of course just reach out if you have any questions follow us on instagram
0: at readiness counseling and you'll see the calendar there as yes. well and her instagram is perfect there's lots of good helpful information there and i'll post that in the show notes so everybody Thank has that you. too but yeah i mean just hearing it in mount juliet where i live too yeah. there's not a lot out east mm-hmm. and clarksville too is a new up-and-coming yeah, area i actually so treat many some young patients fair. of families. Yeah. i'm amazed at how many young families there mm-hmm. are yeah yeah, and there's a you know such a
1: good military community up there mm-hmm. that need the support. I do, um, especially if dad isn't here, you know, mm-hmm. and is deployed. And we, um, our, in fact, our counselor up there is a military wife, and Perfect. so she gets it she totally. Yep, and. Uh, yeah, we just, again, that connection, um, is so important. And if a mom needs a little more than that, if she needs to sit down one-on-one, then we're here for you. You know, that sessions, I know therapy is a scary word for a lot Mm -hmm. of people. Um, we're not scary.
0: You can tell by my <laughs> voice. I am <I'm>, not. <laughs> I joke around a
1: lot. You know, we're going to get you the help you need. And we have the education and the tools to be able to help you utilize the support that's already there. Mm-hmm. And that is in within your grasp. And then making things attainable. Because that's the number one thing that people think, oh, it's just going to be one more thing to go to. It's one more appointment. What are they going to tell me to do? Like carve out an hour of time to journal by a river. Like I got to No. Of course not. No mama has time for this, right? So, no. In fact, uh, one of the best tools I have is to tell moms that we got to pick up the pebbles, not climb the mountain.
0: Okay. Right?
1: And so, for instance, um, working out. We know working out, exercise, movement is healthy. It's healthy for your mental health. It's yes. good for your body. Who has time to go to a gym when they've you know a ten week old, growing, childcare? exactly. You know? Yeah. So instead, we we reframe that like um, just just getting used to the skin you're in, right? Can we just start with um, maybe, is there a lavender lotion that you'd like to put on your hands? Can we just start with that and deep breaths with sensory? Um, then, okay, you got to put away the clothes that you just folded, right? So can we just bring awareness to your body as you're folding the towels? I love that. Do a little lunge as you're putting the dishes away. Do, you know, yeah. just stretch your arms um, mm-hmm. after you've nursed your baby. Things oh, like that. So important. Mm-hmm. So important. Yes, yes. And, you know, just as the, the physical mind-body connection, um, it can benefit you so much if you could just tweak a little mm-hmm. bit at a yeah. time. So instead of carving out an hour to do cardio, which no longer is part of your schedule, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, Hey, can I, what can I do to serve my body and my mind? Well, when I have the time and space,
0: yeah. And I think women are so disconnected from their bodies mm-hmm. after giving birth. Everything has stretched from our muscles to our nerves, to our bones. Yes. So it's just like bringing that all back in. And I love that rubbing the lavender lotion. Yeah. It can be so simple. Tiny little things. And yeah. then making fitness functional. Again, we all have to do, unfortunately, tons of laundry with a new baby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You're already working out. You just don't know it. <laughs> yes. Yet. yes. Yeah. And picking up a stroller and putting it in the back oh, of your car. Yeah. It's working out. It's Yes, you better engage that core. That's or you right. Can't lift that thing. I, mean, I yes, know it. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about mental health. You touched on a little bit. Just it's scary to seek help, help, and it's so needed. And we want to prepare women for what could be coming, but mm-hmm. not scare them. Correct. And we don't want women to wait too late. Right. Where you know they're in a, a terrible state. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah. How I mean, we break down those walls.
1: Yeah, the stigma is real. It right. is. Yeah, and so you know. Postpartum depression is nothing to be afraid of. It really is. uh, It's in fact, baby blues affect 80% of new moms that in the first two weeks, if you are crying your eyes out, if you can't sleep, you're sleeping too much, you, you know, um, feel anxious. These are really normal emotions that are coming along with the hormonal shifts and changes after bearing a child. Now, beyond that, in the two, three, four week mark, you know, um, by the time you see your OB at your six week appointment, if you're still struggling and asking questions like, I just don't feel like myself, is this normal? Mm -hmm. If your partner is seeing changes in you that um, you're unable to cope, then that is the time to reach out, right? And reaching out doesn't mean you need severe treatment, you need help, you can't do this. Okay. It means you are brave and Mm -hmm. strong and allow somebody the opportunity and privilege of coming alongside you in this season of life to be able to um, just offer you insight into what's happening, right? And Mm so sometimes that is going to be a physical thing, you know, like, oh man, breastfeeding is really hard. Well, maybe we need to connect you to a lactation consultant, right? That's really stressful. Can we talk about the self-talk that you're telling and feeding Mm -hmm. yourself while you're trying to latch your baby, because it's so challenging. Mm -hmm. Um, What can your partner do in this season? Are you actually asking for help? And Uh do we know, you know, the support surrounding you? Maybe it's, um, your mom or mother-in-law that you need to, uh, to actually ask for help or a best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sleep, 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 sleep <laughs> is good. so, I preach it all the time. Don't fold the laundry it's, while yes, your baby's asleep.
0: Like, you can do
1: anything else, <laughs> but when that baby's asleep is the only time that you might get. And yeah. And then moms get anxious about that, right? Mm-hmm. And so... Um sometimes medication is part of a mom's story, not all the time. Okay. Uh, we help them weigh the risks and benefits of that and then connect them with a provider if they don't have one, a psychiatric nurse practitioner, um, or if they already have one or if their OB is willing uh, to have that conversation, we have them sign a waiver and then uh consult with their medical provider on that as well. So okay. we don't prescribe um, but we do. Uh, have many patients who benefit from that. Mm-hmm. It is also not your only answer. It's not yeah. your only route. Um, a lot of moms are also worried about breastfeeding and medication. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. we only offer you uh, referrals of providers who understand that mm-hmm. and want you to meet your own breastfeeding goals. And if that, um, you know, is important and those clash, you know, then that is where counseling can really supplement and carry you through that season and meet that goal um, and then we'll reevaluate you. We'll assess and see what your needs are and and what was best for you and your family.
0: So it's individualized for it each really client. Absolutely, every is. woman has different needs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love what you said though too about it being brave to reach yeah. out because we're so busy as new moms and women in general trying to be strong. Yeah. And take care of everybody else and yeah, be... putting ourselves
1: in the back on the back burner right. again.
0: And I think many women would see it as a weakness if they thought they needed to reach out for help. Right. Right. And, and it really is the
1: opposite. And yeah. that is, we're trying to turn the tide on the mindset of like, this is like, and it's not a luxury either, right? It's a mm-hmm. necessity I think to so. be able to put your mental health, your emotional and relational wellness first. Mm-hmm. That, um, you know, if there was any gear or stroller, you know, or something that, mm-hmm. that a mom was like, oh, this will provide this, it's, it'll make my baby safer right. and happier. Yes. And healthier, you know, and if I could purchase that security, I would. And it because it's intangible, it feels like it's selfish. Yeah. And in it, in fact, if you talk to the moms who've been through our counseling, who have come out to the other side, who have seen the clouds part and are now enjoying this season of life, um, you know, it's worth every penny. And we'll yeah. we'll make it worth your while. We'll work with your resources, with your finances,
0: mm-hmm. will make sure that you get the help that you need. I think that's great. I always talk about putting tools in our toolbox mm-hmm. as a mom, you know, and that's just another tool that we can put to help us yeah, raise our family. Yeah. 100%. Love it. And so tell us a little bit about options for payment. Yeah. yeah.
1: So works. we don't accept insurance, which is the number one question we get mm-hmm. all the time, but there's reasons for that. Um, with mental health, um if you use insurance and this is just good for for clients to know in general um those medical records stay with you the rest of your life wherever you go so um, diagnosis is mandatory for insurance to reimburse. And so it's just good to know that if you go to someone who accepts insurance, they have to diagnose you and then that's on your permanent medical record. It is good to know. So when it comes to things like depression, anxiety, you know, um we we just are very ethical in letting people know that Um, you know, this isn't something that you may want on your permanent medical record, Um, but we do accept HSA and FSA cards. So that's a great option for a lot of people. And then we have a sliding scale. So, you know, you should know that if you do pay full price, that we are are utilizing that to the best of the business and it's helping to supplement for those who can't pay full price. Um, and then we do have a sliding scale to accommodate those, um, who may need that lower, lower payment. It's great.
0: And the HSA card, like people have asked me about this, like yes. a health savings account. They're like, what is that? Oh, Do I have brilliant. one? Do I not have one? Mm-hmm. It's a great idea. It's a great idea for any medical care. A lot of providers are going out of network now. Yeah. Because insurance is kind of the devil, and that's oh, my, I know it's so tricky. My, yeah, my yeah. side right there. But we, as providers, are so limited by insurance, and I have insurance myself, so I get it. Yeah, but I do not accept insurance because yeah. I don't want an insurance company telling me how to treat my clients. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's yeah. understandable when patients want to use that, but I think offering. Sliding scale or mm-hmm. different options yeah. is great. There's ways
1: around, it. and typically it can be even cheaper than what insurance. Much cheaper with copays, deductibles.
0: Yep. Exactly. People don't see that, but do the math. Yep, definitely take ownership of your finances. Do your math with your insurance and see what's the cheaper option. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, tell us the difference between postpartum anxiety and postpartum depression. Because sure. now I feel like for the longest time we didn't even hear about postpartum anxiety. Oh yeah,
1: it's so true. And then and now as it's getting a little bit more light shed on it, um, so many moms are like looking in hindsight like that's what I had, right? right? And so they are kind of kissing cousins, depression and anxiety, <laughs> right? Like they're they definitely can like run in the same crowd, um, and so it can be hard to know know the difference and kind of. Say Separated out. But typically um, depression is going to lean more towards the sadness, right? Anxiety is going to lean more towards the adrenaline. Um, can't, can't sleep, okay. worried too much, overly worried. So how it shows up in postpartum is really um, if a mom won't let anybody else hold her baby, mm-hmm. right? A lot of fears and intrusive thoughts, maybe. Okay. Um, intrusive thoughts are are simply that thoughts that you can't control and don't have control over, but may enter your brain and they're harmful, whether it's harmful towards yourself, you're worried about dropping the baby. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have some um, really graphic or gruesome images of harm coming to your baby, Mm -hmm. um, things that aren't going to scare us as counselors. And I just want to emphasize that, like we are not in the business of ever 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 taking babies away from families you know mm-hmm. um lots of moms have harmful intrusive thoughts and it's terrifying and horrifying and it it of course it should be but right. it um it does not mean ever that you're going to act on those behaviors and so we help them separate out the difference between thoughts and behaviors and just the fact that you are scared of these thoughts is exactly the sign that shows us that you're a great mom and you care about this baby and you deserve to get help and no longer suffer from these anxious thoughts that keep entering in. So anxious thoughts are, you know, in the intrusive thoughts are very, very common. Uh, it's something we it kind of goes unsaid with a lot, a lot of moms. But um, And then of course, just caring for this new tiny little human, keeping them alive and not getting any sleep, right? Mm-hmm. It causes a lot of anxiety. You're yeah. up a lot on Doing a lot of tasks, caring for yourself as well as your healing from birth, mm-hmm. and and so um, a lot of times that pain management and just thought management, um, it it becomes uh, really overwhelming for a yeah. lot of
0: women, and that's something we don't talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's a lot of natural fear of now I'm responsible for this tiny yeah. human. Yeah, yeah, and
1: unfortunately, our our Facebook feeds, our Instagram feeds are are just chock full of horror stories, you know, mm-hmm. of very scary, newsworthy things um, that actually are very, very uncommon. That's you know? to know. And so there's a lot of uh, fear-based <laughs> information out mm-hmm. there and moms up in the middle of the night Googling things and mm-hmm. convince, convincing themselves to worry more and more. Um, and instead, you know, we really need to just create a community of compassion and understanding where we can voice our concerns and our fears freely and then get really good information that's actually helpful. Right. You know? Um and and there's so many wonderful providers, whether it's night nurses, mm-hmm. postpartum doulas, yes. you know, lactation consultants, people who are there to help. And and so knowing your own needs and then figuring out where to have those needs met is a really vital part of postpartum.
0: I think just thinking about social media, it seems very black and white. You mm-hmm. either get the beautiful perfect story yeah. or you get the worst case yeah. scenario. But life is in gray a lot of the time. And oh, there's yeah. a middle ground yep. that we need to talk about. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. A lot of just normal moms up crying because they're they want to make sure their baby's breathing. And yeah. like
0: that's yeah. so many of us, so you know, many. that
1: aren't like necessarily severely anxious. And um yet we're we're still struggling. We're Mm -hmm. still dealing with that. Um, and this is a really temporary season and all Mm -hmm. of this is a hundred percent treatable. So it is, it is something that you need
0: to know. You don't need to be suffering in silence. Um, we're ready to hear your stories and help you. Yeah. And I encourage anyone, if you know someone who's pregnant, get them into counseling before baby is born. So they can talk about some of the fears that they even have that they may not know they have. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, because it can be a very different picture if you just talk through some of the thoughts.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And some of those are about labor and delivery. Oh, yes. Talk about those, too. You know, Um, and then postpartum, a lot of times, too, people are planning the birth. At least there's a lot of good education now for Mm -hmm. learning about your birthing options right um but they're so focused on the birth they forget about the baby right and it's, it's like a wedding yes exactly <laughs> it's exactly like that right. yeah you're focused yeah. on the wedding and then oh yeah i'm stuck with this guy forever right, right? like so yeah, yeah the marriage is is the the mm-hmm. heart of it right and so yeah. this baby this new dynamic you're yeah. you're literally transitioning from couplehood to family
0: or what about multiples yeah multiple
1: you know? yep absolutely mm-hmm. you see a lot of a lot of a lot of uh, bright eyed parents, <laughs> you know, like a deer caught in headlights when they get that news with, yeah, there's more than one baby. And so and it's
0: managing a family of yes. four now
1: instead of two or three, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes there's siblings, you mm-hmm. know, and that dynamic.
0: And so, yeah, yeah. I want to help you through all of those changes. Such a great resource. Tell us a little bit about just mental health, health in general in Nashville. How do you feel like that yeah. Bob is? Oh, we
1: are so blessed here in Nashville. Honestly,
0: there is a
1: huge uh, community of therapists, of counselors. Um, Now, almost I think every major university here has a program for marriage and family therapy or licensed professional counseling. And there's a lot of um, great practicum and internship opportunities here. Uh, it's such a beautiful hub of healthcare and, yes. and then new families. Right. And so I really feel like I'm very passionate about uh, my degrees in marriage and family therapy. And we take a, a really systemic lens when it comes to treating uh, an individual or family that, that basically means that even if it's one person in the room in the session, we understand there's a context and a story coming in with them. Okay. And so it you aren't just treating one person, no. right? They're carrying that home. There's a ripple effect in any relationship. Uh, there's a dynamic of uh, recursive communication you give and you take, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we want to help teach people uh, empathy and compassion, active listening, you know, yes. some of these kind of Um, they seem like basic tools, but then in the nitty gritty of the everyday life, you know, we, these are game changers when Mm -hmm. it comes to relationships. And that's, that's really uh, at the heart of Nashville. I think that um, with so many transplants, you know, with so many people in and out of the city and moving here, people are really in need of support. They're trying to plant roots in uh, a really diverse community.
0: Yeah,
1: And just in this day and age where, um, you know, we're starting to become more front porch community again, you know, but we're still kind of in our backyards and we want to connect though. And so I think, um, starting with yourself is the healthiest thing you can do for your own identity is like, okay, okay, who, who am I? Um, what, what am I doing here? You know, and how do I feel and how do I connect with others? And then how can I help Right. Mm-hmm. And so getting to know yourself and your own needs is really the best thing you can do for those around you.
0: I agree with that. Yeah. And I mean, who is from Nashville? I'm not from Nashville. Yeah, no, not me from- neither. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <Or anymore. laughs> no. Those are our unicorns, the people mm-hmm. actually from here. So I think it is scary to reach out and but yeah, getting to know yourself and then putting yourself out there mm-hmm. and helping the community. I mean, yeah. that's that was my purpose in the podcast. I keep saying this over and over. But Nashville is growing and it's growing so fast that we need to connect yeah. one another. Providers need to connect. And we need to connect with our people in yep. the community too to build those bridges and help help Nashville thrive. Yeah. I, yeah. I
1: love that you're shedding light and just bringing awareness to so many providers because, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a, I'm just a big believer in linking arms with other experts, you yes. know, and really. Um, helping to lift everybody up, you know, and so I think, I can't do it alone, I keep saying that too,
0: none of us can, (laughs) and if I tried to do it all, I'd fail miserably, so I want my little corner, what I know well, my expertise, and then I want to be able to refer out to other providers, do you have certain providers, you don't have to name names unless you want to, but certain professionals that you refer to,
1: We do, we have, yeah, basically a a whole directory that no matter what your need is, Mm -hmm. um, and it is so individual. So,
0: um,
1: you know, I really kind of just get to know, how do you learn? What do you need? um, How, you know, what, what do you picture your birth to be like? um, What kind of doula, you know, would I, would fit that need? Um, And then, you know, some people uh, really like a more medical lens. Some people are more natural focused. And so again, it is such a unique um, experience and we want to be able to, again, just connect the dots. So we can do that. We, you know, it's one of the things I love most about what I do is just being able to then um, connect the dots, right. And be able to, um, bridge the gaps and give people
0: it. the right fit. Mm-hmm. One thing we had talked about before we started recording the podcast that I want to bring back in is the pediatrician's role. Oh yeah, you know, I'm we glad had you mentioned to that. that up, but yeah, like people <clears throat> going to their pediatrician and right telling them, "Hey, I might be struggling."
1: Absolutely. So it's interesting because we do get um, a lot of referrals from obese naturally with mm-hmm. uh, the pregnant population. Um, But, you know, after the six week appointment, your OB kind of gives you the green light, you're good to go, and they don't really see you again until your next Mm -hmm. annual exam or pregnant. Right. (laughs) Right. And the pediatrician, however, uh, you see regularly, whether your baby's sick or not, or if they need a a vaccination or just a checkup, you know, about every couple months for that first year, you're going to see a pediatrician pediatric provider. And they're the ones on the front lines interacting with postpartum parents. Um, And so I really encourage you to begin a conversation even before your baby's born, as you're finding a provider, as you're finding and interviewing pediatricians, um, what do they know about postpartum care what if you are struggling with depression or anxiety? Would they have a referral pathway to someone who could provide help? Yeah. And whether you're local, and that would be hopefully us, you know that right. you we were happy to help, um, or just in your community wherever you are, that is there a counselor that they're in touch with? And if they're not, if they need uh, help at all, please uh, send them my way. Yeah. I would love to continue to reach out to pediatricians and and really empower them because. Many of them want to screen parents. They want to um, ask them how they are. But so, so many are afraid that if the mom needs help, if the dad needs help, they don't know what to do. They don't know where to send them. They don't know how to help them. And they're not their patient. And so unfortunately, we have a system uh, that allows parents to slip through the cracks.
0: Yeah. I think that's great being proactive and saying mm-hmm. something to your pediatrician and even if you're not struggling saying hey have you heard the yes. readiness exists that yes. This could be a resource for your family yeah
1: the mom coming in right after you might be the one that needs the help. yeah exactly all right any last
0: words of wisdom for our audience
1: oh gosh i just I, you know again i can't preach enough how awesome and not and scary therapy is you know i've also <laughs> been the client myself yeah. i've been the person years ago who you know and and regularly now I lead supervision, I attend supervision, I, you know, connect with other therapists. So we are constantly honing our skills and, and, um, we are people too, you know, who also have lives and families and need help. And so it's one thing that I, I insist that the therapists who work here, um, put their families and their self-care first, Mm -hmm. you know, and that if they are ever in need of canceling a day or needing a day off or something that, um, they are so allowed to have that, not even allowed, like they are encouraged to have it. Yeah. Yeah. And so you do too, you know, that if you're, if you're listening right now, if you're wondering what it's like, reach out.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll be here to answer those questions and, and meet you. And there's not judgment. I think people think, oh, they're going to, Think I'm whatever, you right. know. I'm probably the craziest person they've ever. Talked oh my to. gosh! Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> I see that all the time, and it's
1: like, yeah, if you you knew the stories I hear, mm-hmm. you know, like I guarantee you, um, that you will have no shame no. in revealing whatever your thoughts are, yeah. whatever your story is. I welcome it.
0: I am blessed to hear it. Yeah, you want to help? I do. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, everybody. Please reach out to Ready Nest and Emily. That's a great resource for us in Nashville. And I'm just so grateful that I got to meet you and hear all about it. Yes. Thank you. All right. Thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you next week.